Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time once again for your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Greetings, weary travellers, or not, depending on when you're hearing this. I hope you're well, hope you're doing okay. Thank you again to all our listeners. Thank you again to our Patreons. Thank you all for helping us do this, because without you, this is nothing. We really appreciate it all. Thank you so much. Um, Good times are ahead of us. It's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. So our guest this week is uh, the CEO behind uh, Calm and uh, the campaign against living miserably. And I've done some bits and bobs through other podcasts with for, with and for Calm. And, um, you know, what we do here at Insane in the Membrane is all about looking after ourselves, looking after our mental health, uh, telling our stories so that other people can go, oh, yeah, I do that. And people don't feel, people feel less, less alone. You know, we try to talk about, you know, positive things that can things that can maybe help you you know to improve your your mental health um so it's a joy to get simon on to to talk about his journey well how he came to be where he is it's a fascinating guy fascinating story um and it's a, again a real pleasure to have him on as it always is with all our guests but um really cool and excellent he's an excellent man and uh and another one you kind of i'm like yeah we're having a pint after we when we're allowed out i can i can feel it you know and we probably said that at the end but yeah a lovely dude it was wonderful to connect to him and all the wonderful work that they do at calm uh so coming up is simon gunning this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A podcast from producer Paul Dakota.uk. How did you come to be doing what you're doing? What was the key moment for you? What made you go, I, I need to do something? I didn't really have like a road to Damascus. And I, and I feel like a total fraud, really, because I do quite often, people will, will quite often think that um, there's some sort of moment of realisation that you want to do something positive in the world uh, and, and stop doing all the silly stuff, all the self-centred stuff, and really give something back. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't have that at all. Um, I was I was frankly dicking about uh, doing stuff which was of, of no value to very many people at all. Honestly, get this: this is what I was doing. I was advising advertising agencies on how to make themselves more valuable to sell. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine getting up in the morning or going to bed at night thinking, "I know what I'll do tomorrow," and um, it was just a bit shit. Really, yeah, um, and I've done really, really interesting and exciting things in the past, and found myself doing that. Um, always, uh, just really, really wanting to do something else, um, and then just had a phone call from the chairman of Calm, who's a guy called James Scroggs, who is once met and never forgotten. He's um, he is literally seven foot tall. Oh, really? Um, he wears baby blue or pink overalls and a massive red hat. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, he's got hair down to his shoulders. It sounds fantastic. He is. He is. He's. Um. He spent quite a lot of time in fashion. He had a boutique on Newburgh Street and on uh, and on Dean Street for a while. And um, we were having a bit of a heart to heart one day. And he was saying he was a bit disillusioned with the fashion business. And where he was, and I said to him that Scroggs, he should enjoy this because for Soho has always had a twat in a hat, and it's your turn. <laughs> And, he, and, and he, he's, he's an inspiring bloke. Yeah. He, he rang me up and I just knew him through a vague, you know, a vague route and said, can, can you come and have a look at this thing, this uh, calm, um, and, and see what we might do with it if we ran it more like a sort of, um, like a, 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 more, a, a modern communications media brand, all of those mm. really. Um, but what we might do with it if we were to really give it a punt. And um, uh, the, the previous founding CEO had just left. So I just went there for like a couple of months just to have a look. Yeah. And wrote a report and stuff and got to know the people there. Uh, and that's four years ago. And um, yeah, it's, it's been brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's not, it isn't me giving something back. I'm not that nice, honestly. It's, it's fascinating <laughs> uh, and it's exciting. And um, it does feel good that you're not, we're not selling anything to anyone. We don't need to tell lies. No. We are only helping people, but we're doing it in a really interesting way, I think. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. I think it's, Having, I mean, I was the same as you. This podcast kind of evolved. It wasn't, there wasn't a plan. It was like, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to talk to people I know to start with. And then it just kind of subconsciously evolved into men talking about their feelings and about the things they've gone through. It's not necessarily a talking about, oh, I, I, I'm depressed. I'm this. It's like, yes, I have depression. This is how I deal with it. You know, it's that sort of conversation. And, and we've had all manner of, like, ask, I've had trans people on. I've been talking about what it's like to be trans because, you know, I don't know. So I have these, these are questions that I've been asking. And it's and it's become this now. And um, and it's, a ni- it's nice. I feel it's nice to be, I feel good that I'm actually doing something because I see the numbers. 
for like male suicide and 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 it and it shocks me to to the core that this is still happening you know that and so it's i feel like i feel good that i'm doing this you know and not in a big-headed way i actually i really care about people and, like, and so you must be getting the same thing you must now get a a, a feeling of a, a buzz from it that you wouldn't have gotten before there's, there's definitely there's definitely a kind of a mutual exchange that um and i mean i don't I, honestly I, I don't help people directly and no. i can't advise people on what to do when no. they're feeling really shit um but there's definitely even though i'm doing it once removed because the people on our helpline are fantastic and 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 that that's that's sort of the core of where we're directly helping people but then all of our campaigns and our activity whether that's in football or comedy or music um uh, are, are about directly delivering service so yeah. we'll, we'll we'll take the piss like we put um with with Seat cars we put a massive pair of ears on a building on the Euston road and just wrote grow a pair in the middle and <laughs> and, and so the, the, we're, we're sort of we're dicking about quite a lot yeah. of the time. We're, we're definitely hijacking uh, contemporary communication techniques. Um, and we are delivering a service in doing so. But in running the thing, I, I, I'm sort of vicar- I, I do get that vicarious feeling that we're definitely helping people. But what, what you definitely get, and I'm sure you're getting it as well, is that when somebody says, occasionally somebody that we've helped will well I'll, I'll i'll meet them and they'll say thanks and then there's there is unquestionably a, a chemical exchange that mm. you get yeah. it's a transaction thing you get a little drop of whatever it is in your brain that goes oh that's good yeah just made somebody some or somehow somewhere somebody's life got a little bit better or yeah. maybe the opposite having you know yeah having done done other stuff in the more sort of rapacious ends of the media business where you think I almost certainly just made somebody's life a bit worse by getting them to eat more KFC or something yeah <laughs> it's maybe it's maybe it's the opposite of that that's the good thing. you're not paying back for all that all that all those years of yeah I know what you mean <laughs> but there is that we from this yeah like you said we can't advise we're not experts on 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 these things and and advice is a dangerous thing, but just through people telling their stories, people get from it what they want. And I think the the main thing that people get from these stories, these in, these interviews that we do, uh, is that they fundamentally everybody's the same. It doesn't matter your background or that. Fundamentally, we still have ups and downs. We're still we're still happy and sad, and we still go through certain things. And you know, and that's that's I think that's important to that's a, a really important bit about about this is that people don't feel so alone. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a yeah, it's, the, yeah, yeah. The, the human condition. Yes, yeah. We have um, a principle. So the, the 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 mental health kind of I guess charitable and medical establishment that uh, says that one in four people will suffer with ill mental health in their lives, and and I, I just sort of say bollocks. That's mm. like. I mean, it's only only if you only if you feel that you're able to helpfully and instructively grade degrees of unhappiness and say that one in four people will get to a point of real, real unhappiness, then that's one form of distinction. But if we're going to say that one in four people will have a shit time, then absolute bollocks to that. The, 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 the principle, as far as we see it, is that everybody will have shit times and some people will have deep, protracted shit times. Yeah. Um, but everybody's going to have short, brief, brief shit times. Yeah, and it's that sort of dualism that that um, uh, the, the ability to understand both conditions of happiness and sadness that means that we we can understand the human condition and that when we're going to if we say one in four, then we're saying that the three strong people have to look after the one weak one, and then you get into all this sort of othering, you know, that 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 sort of terminology and that kind of thinking that 
I, I must confess, I didn't understand trans. You mentioned trans people. Mm. I didn't understand it. Um, and I've tried to understand it a bit more and, and understand it now as part of absolutely of the, of the human condition yeah. that a trans person is going to have the same kind of brain chemical exchanges as anybody else. Yeah. But actually, the conclusion I've come to is that they're just about the most brave bloody people on the planet. You know, the, 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 what a hard and brave thing to do. Yeah. Um, but the... No matter what what clothes you wear, Eddie Izzeld says they're not women's clothes; they're Eddie's clothes, doesn't he? And but yeah. whatever you know, whatever clothes you wear and whatever you're doing, but we we have this same ridiculously expanded organ between our ears that is uh, that is, is prone to do the odd unpredictable. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it, isn't it? We are unpredictable, really. But we and a lot of our mental health problems come from the fact that we're trying to be like society is trying to put us in this framework and make us predictable like that but we're just not like that we are animals really and yeah. and that's why we that's why we're suffering now because we don't but, fit into this this framework yeah and, and it's it's the framing of you of, of the, the human of brains in the human condition doing what they're meant to do we're framing it as mental illness and and there's this I like saying the phrase nominative determinism because it makes me feel clever. And I've also <laughs> just about nailed it. Nominative determinism. There's this like this. There's a shortcut. I think I I I, I would suspect we're sort of of, of similar ages. Yeah. And, and it, to me, having spent like a long, long time in like, the record business and and telly and stuff, that that just those two words, mental illness, make me go Ooh, or mental health, make me go. Yeah. Ooh. Because it's you know mental health is a little bit like a BBC Two documentary or it's other people where there people are collecting tins for people that you don't really want to sit down next to on the bus. Yeah. And, you know, and in that just that phrase, I think we can have a problem in that we can shortcut through to negative connotations. Where and I'm not for a second suggesting that what we do is we swap it out. So somebody once suggested that we it would be really amazing if we swapped it out for like football terminology. So right. like you could say, yeah, I'm like feeling a little bit like you know Kevin Keegan, or I'm a little bit like I give myself a yellow card. Like no, we don't need to no. deal with that sort of bollocks and tie ourselves <laughs> up in in other stuff. But where it it it's an issue to me for men especially that that I I, I wouldn't I haven't come across many people who would sit down with a with their mates and say my mental health isn't very good, um, and that and that, so there are other ways around, and it's not just about language; it's about framing what it's like living in twenty twenty one. For God's sake, mm. fucking hard. Yeah, um, it's, it's framing that in in terms of what we're all trying to carry out. We're all trying to do what we have to do today, uh, and and sometimes it can be really tricky because the, the, your surroundings or your inner workings are, are, are finding it so. But to call it mental health to me just puts it in a box, which is really difficult. I'm not suggesting I've got a better alternative, by the way. No, I know what you mean. It's the, <laughs> there are uh, yeah, and I think what's happening now because we this what we're in at the moment is this this mental health mental health has been spoken about for many years but no one this is we're now in this big wave of people talking about it but we're also now what there seems to already be this kickback against it as well it's like oh not this again yeah and and this is the barrier we're now facing that we have to break through again is to keep the conversations going because i get it all the time like especially with for mates like oh we've already done this why are we still doing this you know no no because work still needs to be done the numbers are still ridiculous for male suicide. The, the suicide in general is, is through the roof, and it's there's still work to be done. And so we're up against we're now. So like you say, the language needs to change a bit. 
in order to push through, I feel. And it works. I mean, so we calm, like, we, we sort of landed on jumping into cultural channels pretty quickly. I mean, in fact, way before my time. Mm. But stuff like football has worked so well for us. So we do, well, we don't do it. There are lots and lots of football tournaments that happen around the country in support of calm. And it's great that they give us some money. Uh, and that's, I mean, sorry, that's dismissive. It's absolutely brilliant because yeah, yeah, yeah. pay for everything. Um, and it's fantastic that people do that. It's also fantastic turning up to, for example, there's one that didn't happen last year, obviously, but one that happens in Highbury, um, run by a couple of blokes called FC Not Alone. And, and going along to that and seeing 150, 200 young men uh, playing football, uh, I think it's seven aside, um, and they've they've got calm badges on. Yeah. And I do my 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 little sort of bit at the start, a little sort of thanks for coming sort of stuff, and and seeing those groups of blokes joined with an agenda which is focused mainly on which is focused on football and they really want to win it's <laughs> competitive actually they want to win so much they were there was a ringer at the last one no honestly like, <laughs> for someone like Huddersfield or something and you could just tell just watching the football it's like he's different yeah and yeah yeah at the back and it was like nobody's scoring against this team and that's great because the focus on it was the foot was the football but there was this tacit acceptance that all of those brains being carried around by all of those bodies that were going to chase after and kick a ball yeah. had a, a had the same human condition. There wasn't any, haven't we, you know, we haven't we covered mental health and can't we just get on with the football and why do we have to talk about this stuff? Yeah, right. It was a real acceptance from young blokes about to kick the shit out of it <laughs> on AstroTurf. <laughs> yeah, the, we, we, are, we are sort of, we, we are all the same. I'm back to that initial point. Yeah. The, the, unless, other than Piers Morgan, obviously. <laughs> He's a strange fella. <laughs> How can I now find myself liking him a bit? Well, it's sometimes he sometimes he nails it. You go, that is exactly what's going on. And then, but I don't think, I think the thing is, social media comes up a lot on this. And social media will, you're not allowed to go, actually, Piers has made a valid point there because of some of the other stuff he says where he hasn't. Yeah. And and, it, and whereas social media is very sort of down the line, it's like, look, you're either against him or you're either against us or you're with us. And and you can't, I've lost followers when I've gone, when I've said that, I've gone, oh, Piers actually made a valid point. He's like, oh, well, you're clearly, a, you're this, you're a that, and off you go, but I'll be off with your head. And you're like, no, 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 he just makes a point there. The rest of what he says is shit, but, you know, Nuance. It's, yes, nuance. That's exactly what's needed. Yes. There's a little. It's, gone, isn't it? it's yeah. uh, And also, the good people do bad things and bad people do good things. That is, I, I, I think that's lost because they do, don't they? I mean, yeah. Joe Biden has done bad things. Yeah. But I'd much rather have Joe Biden than, than the other one. Yeah, well, this is it. I think people got to a point, it was. They were, they were like, yeah, but Biden's just as bad. It's not about good or bad anymore. It's getting rid of Trump. And then once we get rid of him, then we can deal with this. And I think that's happening again with this government. Is that I mean, we don't try to get we don't, don't get into politics too much on here, but it's it's about who's good for the job, who's good for the country. And you see all these, you see Matt Hancock giving contracts to his mates, and and you know, and it's it's it doesn't do any good for the morale of the people. You're like, well, if they don't give a shit, why should I? Oh yeah. No, there was that, that you know, David Sedaris, the yeah. 
American writer, he said that um, if you have to consider about whether you're going to write, vote for Biden or Trump, actually he said it about Clinton or Trump, he said it's like you're on a plane and the, the flight assistant comes over to you and says, um, uh, are you ready to order lunch? And you say, well, well, sorry, what's on the menu? I haven't had a look. Um, and she says, well, there's the, there's the chicken um, or there's a plate of human feces with broken glass in it. And you look at the menu and you look up to the flight attendant and say, How's the chicken cooked? <laughs> like, yeah. There is sometimes an absolute absence of nuance. I see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but having been in the, so you were in the, in the music industry before this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you must have seen some, some, some things there. I mean, that's, um, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I mean, I've seen, I've read the book, Kill Your Friends. Uh, yeah. Well, any, John Niven was at EMI and I, and I was at EMI after that. So right. there are characters. So when that book came out, yeah. <laughs> I was at EMI at the time and we all knew who some of the characters were based oh, on. Oh, really? There was an omerta. and you must have seen that must have affected you being in that environment or you just weren't aware you just so wrapped up in it i was no it was yeah i mean i wasn't i was in the in the record business for about a decade as a manager and then i went to telly um frying pan fire yeah and and then went went back to the record business after that uh, to, to, to emi um and it does it's really, I find it interesting looking back on it and the sort of things that you tolerate um, and think are just the, the norm. Mm. You know, the, the, the kind of behaviours that you would just not accept in any other part of life Yeah, uh, are, are, are sort of funny. I mean, there's, there's a, a well-known French record executive uh, who ran EMI for a while, who, has been, who was barred for life from travelling on British Airways. <laughs> The things that he said. All right. Like, and you can look it up. It's on the internet. Best yeah. if I can say it. But <laughs> that, that sort of thing was was just tolerated. But actually, I was listening to, to something. What was I listening to? Oh, I, I know. It was Jay Rayner, who I bloody Oh, loved. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jay's great. On, really great. Have you have you heard Desert Island Dicks? Yes. <laughs> so, him on Desert Island Dicks, talking about Gordon Ramsay, that... It's this the the portrayal of working in a kitchen of being a chef is to bully people to the point of tears, um, and that other people have said, well, Gordon's not actually like that. It's a TV persona, and Jay Rayner saying, well, why do it then? Why would you do that? And there's there's footage available on YouTube of him working in. Oh, I can't remember. A very famous French chef is just bullying people to the point of tears, and the the point is is made that. If you're gonna, if that's how you perceive success, that it's whoever is the biggest, the biggest dick yeah. in the room is the successful one, and they continue to perpetuate that behaviour, then you're gonna see that is the route to success, or that is yes. the mark of masculinity, or that is the mask of dominance, and that you need to be dominant, and all this sort of stuff about well, if you're not strong enough to be in this industry, then you don't deserve to be here because that's what that's what it's like. That, that's what the record business was like in the nineties yeah. and the the noughties. I mean, definitely it was that, that that certain French record company executive. Um, I've just got I've got the funniest anecdote, but I can't say it. It's just a, <laughs> I'll go to prison. And B, it's just, <laughs> oh so, no, you leave us hanging when you when you turn the microphone off. It's just brilliant. Okay. Um, but but he would exhibit behaviours that are um, utterly unacceptable. Um, uh, a misogynistic 
uh, just awful bullying. But and I haven't said his name, so no, um, you're completely fine. But people would see that as the route to success and would try to emulate it. Yeah. And then I spent some time in advertising, and you see that there as well, and and uh, in in other areas too. So yes. I guess we, we, we are going to perpetuate the wrong kind of models of masculinity until we try to really short circuit them. Yeah, definitely. I get it all the time. People say to me, oh, you've got to be more aggressive. You've got to be... And then and telling me what sort of language to use as I'm trying to push myself up the ladder. And I'm just not that way inclined. I'm not that person. I don't... you know. And, and then you're made to feel bad because you're not that person. I think Neil Innes was... Someone said to Neil Innes before, just before he died... And they said, you know, you were you were part of you were part of these things and the ruttles and everything else, and you know, but you should be more well known, you know, you should be more famous. And and he just said, I just didn't have very pointy elbows. Yeah. And it's a really nice point. And like you say, that they're now that that myth is now perpetuated by it. It's still like, you have to be you have to be a bit of a bit of a c word to to get yeah. anywhere in in life in general. And then and you saw that with the with Trump, and you saw that with other politicians. Is that you've got to be this psychopath to get to the top. And it's not, not everybody's like that. Why can't you just be really good at what you do? You know, but where does, where does that put us though? If one group or one, one individual or one group of individuals is prepared to follow that. Um, and, and others aren't that you're not going to, and I'm, I'm disturbed by the, uh, by our opposition. Yeah. I'm not saying that with any any affiliation to either side. No, but, I'm, but you need a functioning opposition. Yes, when you've got 125,000 dead, as it soon will be, when you've got the, the worst economic fallout of the G9, you know, and, and you've got all of these things. I mean, you, we need a functioning opposition, I and mean, we need a functioning opposition when everything's going well. You need yeah. to have people held to account. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and, and what happens if an opposition is going to say, "I don't." I mean, maybe we just have, it doesn't have to be a political relationship. You know, in, in any environment, if 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 good if good people are going to say I'm not going to behave in a bad way, it's really difficult because then does, does that mean badness prevails? And and that kind of I guess to to reroute it back round to what we're we're meant to be talking about is if if we allow, let's say, advertising to continue to portray men as um, you know uh, poor poor parents. Bumbling idiots, tough guys, muscly guys, sport, yeah. but not actually any, any touch of realism. If we allow that to carry on, just because, but, but even though it sells more stuff, what what, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. well, it's funny. It's now we've got now we've got people in positions that are seen as masculine. You know, like you've got footballers coming out now. You've got Ricky Hatton came out and talked about his depression, and that's what's needed, isn't it? Those people in those positions to come out and say actually. I've really struggled. Like Peter Crouch has been very vocal about it, and, and I think that's those that, that's what it needs is people that are put up as those symbols of masculinity are the ones that will make the biggest change by saying, "Not every day. I don't. I don't. This is not me every day." Totally, absolutely. Yeah. I, I had I went on um, uh, a radio program quite a while ago, a couple of years ago, when I was new to all of this and didn't really quite know how to how to make my point. <laughs> and um, I was on radio too, on Jeremy Vine. It was really exciting. Um, and uh, I had to go and, you know, they, they set it up so you have to have an argument with somebody. So there's got right. to be somebody with some absolute bullshit perspective that you've then got to argue against. And this is when we were doing some work with uh, Prince, the, 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 the two princes, um, and Freddie Flintoff, and our... 
brilliant patron, Professor Green. Um, and we'd made a film which I thought was just ace, which was just uh, Professor Green and Freddie Flintoff in a theatre, like a theatre theatre, yeah. um, having a chat. And Freddie Flintoff was saying, because you know that he, I mean, he effectively was, was, was shitting it every time he went out to play yeah, right. Yeah. As you would, you know. You're yeah. Just, you're so you're exposed with the whole world watching you do what you're meant to be brilliant at. What if you're not brilliant at it for a minute? You yeah. Know, yeah. And it, you know, it, it affected him in, in in quite profound ways. He's got the biggest hands I have ever encountered on a human. Really? Being. He's another one. He's about eight feet tall, and he's massive. He's massive. It's but it was like when I uh, when I first met him, it was like do you remember Vic and Bob used to do stuff like they'd have like a tiny hand on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but they're making this film, and um, so Freddie Flintoff is stake with the name dropping. Um, Elton John told me never to name drop, but on this occasion, <laughs> 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 yeah. wonderful. So Freddie Flintoff says that he was really worried that if he admitted to feeling really bad about life when he was this incredibly successful sportsman and this absolute boy's own kind of masculine hero that people would feel worse of him. And there's this little pause and Professor Green, Stephen, our patrons had, uh, and did that happen? And they both just burst out laughing. Of course it bloody didn't. No. Of course it didn't. No. Everybody, everybody thought it was great. So I had to go on the radio, which was obviously a great privilege and I enjoy. And... Um, uh, this bloke who was, I was meant to argue with said, well, he said, well, don't, don't we think we've really had enough of all these people looking for sympathy? Wow. I mean, you've got these princes, they've got, you know, all the money that they need. Why do they need sympathy? And I, I wasn't fully equipped at the time because I was new to all this just to mm. say, what a load of bollocks. They're not looking for sympathy. What they're doing is showing that, that the, 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 the archetypes of masculinity as we've, as we've kind of inherited them are of, of, of falsitudes. Yeah, they're, they're they're made up by somebody else. Yeah, they're they're an act. They're a, an artifact. They're a, an attitude that is can be put on and can be displayed in a sort of a uh, I guess a sort of strutting cockerel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you got you got to take it off. It's not real. Exactly. It's not life. Yeah. Exactly, and there is that. I mean, the, and the, the added pressure as well with someone it, it, like for Freddie in his position, where you know all it takes is one bad day at the office, and he's written off. And that that pressure is you know it doesn't. People seem to forget about all the good that he'd done. All the like up to that point, he'd been smashing it record after record, and then he has one bad day at the office, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's over. He's done. He's finished." And and I think the beautiful thing, the most beautiful thing he did was to turn around and, and talk about his struggles, to be oh, yeah. open up about what he it really, it was one of the best things I've ever seen from a sportsman. And because there's a lot of mates, a lot of mates I've got that are big on their sports, that that's how they communicate with each other. It's all about sport. But they, but when you start talking about mental health and go, well, how do you really feel? You know, do you, how how are you really going? And they all clam up straight away. But now you've got Freddie and people of his like that and Ricky Hatton and people like that coming out and going, no, no, no. There are days where I just stare at the ceiling, just I don't know what to fucking do. And I think that's it's so important. And we and we've still got a long way to go, unfortunately. But at least we're making a start. That's the thing. We are. Yeah. I don't know that we're doing it right yet. I don't, because I'm just thinking while you're while you're talking there, 
that um, I sort of short circuit through because I listened to the Ian Stone one that you did. Oh yeah, which is quite strange because <coughs> I hear his voice on the Arsenal podcast that he. Oh yeah. As well. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of forget which podcast you listen to as I as I angrily stomp around <laughs> in my neighbourhood for the fiftieth time that day in lockdown. Um, and we, we we are getting quite we, we we're definitely that there's sort of green roots green shoots of, of how to do it and I think Tyson Fury comes into that as well as like yeah. somebody who 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 is absolutely just doesn't have any issue whatsoever with talking about I mean he's quite severe ill health on occasion mm. um, and then you meant you mentioned Marcus Radford and and people who are doing really amazing things but um, just because of my uh, my, my Arsenal affiliation that from from our side so we've got Hector Bellerin who is very very cool and, and, and absolutely will talk about anything I mean he is a total dude right I yeah right absolutely love him um, and yes he's not been quite as good since the episode, <laughs> but, but, but ah. I still absolutely love him but I think that there I wonder if there is an issue there where Hector is clearly an outlier isn't he he's, he's not um, oh, somebody who isn't an outlier. It'd be wrong for me to name another footballer or sportsman, but he's clearly an outlier. And, and does he have? Is that is that more difficult? So, like, revolution is only ever carried out. It only ever happens when you've got a successful middle class, right? Because they've, yeah, right. they've got the, the time to sit around on a chaise lounge smoking a cheroot. So <laughs> exactly. So, is it is the problem if we only get like super successful? Tyson Fury, uh, Freddie Flintoff, uh, the, 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 the out, out there Hector Bellerin. It's, it's not Bellerin, is it? It's Bellerin. Hector, as, as this outlier. W- when do we get to the point when any sort of everybody, anybody and everybody, a, a journeyman, a normal person, mm. but still who has to carry this 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 unhelpful gender trope around with them because you you know you can't ever show any form of humanity when you're playing sport, for example. How do we get to that point where it is just the absolute norm? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny that with this, trying to this, with these with these podcasts, people respond more when it's a name. When there's someone, when it's someone they can, they go, oh, I recognise that person. I'm willing to listen to that person. Yeah. Like, yeah, but and I've had people on that they don't know. But I'm good like, luck with this one, by the way. <laughs> about three listens. <laughs> now this is going to be smashing. This is going to be great. This. I people want to see the people behind the behind the words. That's the of course thing. they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. He furiously backtracks. <laughs> Ramesh is, a, is a, an ambassador, so you could link it back to. Why don't you? Why don't you call it Ramesh Ranganathan's ambassadorial <laughs> relationship? <laughs> we do a spin-off podcast just of that, just the tenuous Sorry. tenuous links to Ramesh Ranganathan. <laughs> I try and have some people on there that you might not necessarily know, but I've still got an interesting story to tell. You know, and it's just, it's it is it's a harder sell. It is a harder sell, and it's a shame because just because you don't know these people doesn't mean that their story is any more is any less relevant than Freddie's. You know. Yeah, we, we live in a in a world that craves fairy dust, don't we? True. Maybe that's maybe that's another issue. Maybe that there's uh, we're all we're only comparing our condition to people whose condition we perceive is better than ours, and maybe that's the that's the ultimate rug pull. Is that yeah? I can find it. It, it isn't. Yeah, uh, what's it called? Affluenza. There's a one of those books that I can't remember who wrote it. It was probably Alan de Bouton or somebody. Right, like it wasn't. I, I haven't looked it up. Obviously, <laughs> it's the kind of book that, in all honesty, you can if you read the dust jacket, you pretty much right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the Black Swan. Oh yeah, 
save yourself twelve ninety nine. Just read the last jacket. <laughs> just do the keynotes on the on the online. Yeah, it was easy. But um, that, that that book Affluenza talks about how we only compare ourselves, yeah, to people who have got a better car, a better house, a better partner, a better lifestyle. That as we perceive it, that we are we are we are hardwired to be unable to compare ourselves to the bugger that's having a horrible time and say yeah that's not me and maybe that's why we are we are prone to what to be more open to listening to successful as we perceive it people's stories than people who are are like that which is a shame obviously because most people aren't 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 successful in that in that or aren't perceived as such and so yeah a lot of information i think that's you've made a valid point there that's a really interesting point that that connected yeah (laughs) well done finally um <laughs> I think it's that it's part of that again. It's the human condition, isn't it? It's that I think it's all part of our survival technique, isn't it? To to, to compare ourselves to someone that we deem we see more successful than somebody else is our way of surviving. I guess it's like you, you kind of like oh, I want to be that person where they are. And do you know what I mean? It's a, I do. Yeah, I think that's in it. Like you say, we are hardwired. That's in our DNA. Is it, is it psychological Darwinism? I think so, it, yeah. That's quite good. That's good, isn't it? We should, yeah, yeah. We should write a book and put a really <laughs> shit dust cover on it so nobody and they just gets put, it. And then just put Romish Ranganathan on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> actually, we'll just put his name to it. We'll write it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? That maybe, maybe that is something that means that we strive for more. And in, but then, actually, from a, an evolutionary perspective, that isn't right, is it? Because it doesn't genetically predispose us to be more successful. It just means that we consume more, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. that just mean that we end up being more damaging? Probably, actually. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Now we're we're in this massive machine. A machine you've been in. You know, you've been at the. You've been in the on the. You've been on the deck of. This this need to to to, speak, to to consume. We are now seen as cons- we just consume. That's what, and that's and the more you consume, the more successful you're seen to be. It seems. Do you know what I mean? It's we're now part of it, and it's. I don't know what the answer is because what's the alternative now? Well, if we take away, we go look. You don't need to have all these things. That's not going to make you successful. The, having the love of a family and friends and people around you—that's that. Especially this year, that's what really shone a light on this this year. That, that we actually the human connection is more important than owning the latest pair of trainers. But how do you change that? How do you swap do you that around? Do you reckon? So let's let's June the twenty first. It's all about data, not dates. But June the twenty first. Yeah. What do you reckon? So let's say that it's uh, five o'clock, the afternoon of June the 21st. Are we going to emerge from our bunkers blinking in the sunlight and at last be able to go and hug a stranger and sit down and have a conversation with somebody that we haven't met before and share our experiences? Or are we going to be elbowing each other out of the way at the bar, moaning about the £5.50 a pint, <laughs> oh, yeah. racing to get a table? It, is I don't know. Do we do we build back better, or or is there a danger that we that we build back? I would love I would love to think that this has taught us a lesson, and that we are going to build. We're gonna, we're going to recognise what was bad before and kind of miss those bits out those bits out, and hopefully rebuild a better society for ourselves. But I've got a horrible feeling that we'll just we'll just all of us, and I'm not I mean me as well, and all of us will just end up falling back into those old habits, those comfortable habits unfortunately is that what we miss is it do we, is it do we actually miss the 
as we do we miss the negative side of it as well as the positive side of it there was a, yeah. a moment of just absolute joy um so i've got uh, as lots of people have i've got a whatsapp group with uh, all the people that i go to football with and have done for years and years and years and years and somebody i guess it would have been sort of april i guess may last year posted a sent a picture to the group of them standing outside a pub in Hampstead mm. or somewhere holding a takeaway pint of beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> it blows. <laughs> just, yeah, like just, the gold statue in Razor's Lost Ark. Just exactly, that, that yeah. lifting the thing up. <laughs> but, and, and, and just like the, the, the purity, the, 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 the joy of being with the other people and you think that we'll, I'll see you in the, in the library opposite the ground at some point soon and we're all going to get these things back. I, I, I think I miss the bad stuff as well, though. I do. Mm. I miss being crammed onto a tube. I miss yeah. just the, the stuff that we used to. And I guess, unfortunately, that might mean that we're doomed to recreate the shit stuff. I think so. Well, I remember so I read, I've mentioned this a lot, but I read Ruby Wax's book or one of her books, her early ones, and she hit the nail on the head where she said, well, human beings are more predisposed to negativity because that's what keeps us alive. So if yeah. you just wander around thinking everything's great, you're going to get run over by lunchtime. But if you, <laughs> but you're always aware that there's something shit just around the corner. So I think that's why we do. I, I have to, I have to physically tell myself to be more positive sometimes. Yeah. I hear myself moaning. And then, but then, you know, there is something that I, I do miss. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, being pissed off on a, on public transport and moaning about the things. I mean, that's more. Maybe that's a release, really. Maybe you know. Maybe maybe getting annoyed about little stuff that doesn't really matter is actually a really positive thing. I saw. Uh, I, I followed. Uh, it's not actually Kurt Vonnegut because he died about twenty years ago. Yeah. Kurt Vonnegut <laughs> on Twitter. There's like a quote a day. Yeah. And, yes, um, yes. Yes. It's lovely, and and one that I can't remember where it comes from, but it's. Something like you, you, you um, if you, don't worry about the small stuff because you're realizing the don't worry about the big stuff because you're realizing the end that the small stuff was the big stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. This is really nice that the the, the little bits. Maybe maybe it is a, 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 a in some ways a, a healthy self protection mechanism to to moan and get upset about the small stuff that doesn't. I think it do. is it takes the pressure off a little bit. You know, it's just uh, yeah. just. Uh, Oh, this again. They're putting the train prices up again. You know, it's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we need, I think we need that. And I think people. Four put, minutes, yeah. it's the Victoria line. <laughs> That's not possible. Uh, yeah, running, yeah, running. I Someone said that as I was running for the tube. Like, why were you running for the tube? What are you doing? There'll be another one in a minute. Relax. No yeah. one's, no one is fun. We do look, we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves. But you're, you mentioned about reading, like about, you said about that book. You're like, you don't listen, just get, just read the dust jacket. Don't bother about the actual book. You get all you need. There's this, there's a real pressure on people to be well read. And like it's like I have these conversations all the time, and like we we should be reading all the time and, and consuming more words and this and that. But if you don't, if you're not into it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, <laughs> so don't read a book. My missus doesn't read; she hates reading, and not because she's thick. It's just like she doesn't like it. It's, like, it's boring. But it's you know? who who wrote that rule that that reading loads of books means that you're a better person. Yeah, exactly. Whoever wrote the first book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. whoever copyrighted was, book. Yeah, yeah, it was God and his Bible. It was like, oh, you must have more books. In fact, just this book is the one you need. I reckon that one was ghost written myself. <laughs> Definitely paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> but we do uh, that. That building back thing is something that does 
that does preoccupy me at the moment, which yeah. is, I know I'm going to bring the mood down, but that's sort of, you know, sort of that's quite, all right. quite often, which is uh, <laughs> there, there's, there's been so much hidden and, and, and visible trauma over the last 18 months with so many people all the way around the world, but mm. you know, 18 months, not quite, is it 12 months? But by the time, hopefully stuff just properly starts to change, it will be 18 months. Um, and it, the, it's, terrifying to, to, to think that we won't learn any lessons and that we will build back even potentially worse that yeah. really worries me because we're going to be in a we are going to be in a in difficult financial situations aren't we and yeah. do, do we have back I mean back to that hugely pretentious point I made about needing a functioning middle class to have a revolution <laughs> but if 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 we, if we are in deep economic shit for quite some time, do we then find ourselves not worrying about our our, our fellow mm. citizens? And do we become more selfish? Do we start? Do, do we then look at the way that we were talking about uh, the the role models of not giving a toss about other people, about being selfish? About yeah. does that actually become a prevalent way of thinking for a decade? Yeah, that, that, that frightens me. I've got a sixteen year old and a fourteen year old, and when all of this, the influence that we see from people like. Marcus Rashford is is fantastically positive. Yeah, for them and for my fourteen year old boy especially, it's just they they are the real role models for for, for patches that is, is my son's name and and he he will qualify how much he likes somebody by how good they are as a person as well. They might be yeah. absolutely brilliant at football, but they might not be very nice people, and that will that will make him qualify his his, his, his opinion of them. But that's quite easily undermined if actually we go into a sustained period of. But frankly, fuck you. You know, we go yeah. to a period of. So you know, I don't want to work. You, you don't want a, a zero hours a, a contract on Amazon, but it's it's that or it's Sports Direct. You know. Mm. It, it yeah. Me. Well, this is. The, the, I think the businesses, the businessmen, are going to want this to click back to how it was before. They want us to be. They want it. They'll. They'll. They don't want us to be more aware. Really, they don't want us to be going. Hang on a minute. Things were a bit shit before. Let's rethink and rebuild. They go, no, 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 it was fine before. Don't fuck with it, because then that fucks yeah. with our that fucks with our income. And well, with we, Morgan we, Stanley just literally this morning. Really, exactly, don't fuck with it. Yeah, the CEO of Morgan Stanley saying bollocks to this. You're all back in the office. The second you're allowed, you're back in the office. You're doing exactly what. And then he said something like, "Because the young people." Really <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah and that's how they do it. They're going to start. Re- they're going to get advertisers in. To 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 look, to show it to, so they can repackage the old bullshit, aren't they? They're gonna oh. they're gonna they'll they'll be a, they'll put a positive spin on leaving your house and going into the office. But but people are holding up Google as like a, a massive example of, of progressive thought because they're not they're 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 even you know there are conversations happening about never going back to work. Yeah, and that's because they want a machine to do your job. Yeah. Like server space is so much cheaper than having to provide the free gym membership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if, we, what if we build back worse? That's, that's, that's the problem. So I guess that what we have to do at Calm, just like to you know, bring it back, uh, it is to, 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 just to keep campaigning, keep plugging, keep exactly. smashing those assumptions in the face whenever we can. Yeah, exactly. You, it, not to be, it, that's the thing, isn't it? Not to be swayed by any and just keep plowing ahead. And keep those conversations going, and 
and finding new ways to because we because you have to like we've I said before you have to change the way the conversation is is had because people get to a point they go oh this again we've just done this yeah. you know so it's forever evolving to the keep to keep people interested for want of a better word yeah yeah compassion fatigue I guess maybe is, is it is it possible to have compassion fatigue about yourself I, I wonder. Um, sometimes I, I do I say yeah I'm like oh, okay, I, I don't know it depends what mood I'm in sometimes I've had a lot of sleep I get a bit I'm like yeah. oh, I'm tired of working on myself actually maybe compassion fatigue about yourself is almost exactly the definition of the problem which is like fuck you I don't you don't you don't deserve to be happy maybe that's that's the yeah that's the precipice maybe that's the that's the that's the issue yeah well so, yeah well I had that I had a realisation recently where I had a big argument with my missus and she just said, you know what? You're so obsessed with making amends for the past that you're fucking up your future. And the things I'd done in the past weren't even that bad. I'd just been a bit of a shit boyfriend. I hadn't done anything. I've not done anything terrible. But I was just hanging on to this, that oh, I need to repay a debt to how I, I don't, you know, that thing that you say, I don't deserve to be happy because I was such a prick before. And I think more people need to realise, need to be, need to learn how to let go of the past. You know, you're like that guy jogging in the in the park, dragging tires around. You know, yeah. your jogging's already hard. You don't need to drag tires around with you as well. And I think more conversation need to be had with that. Let go of the past. You weren't, you were that person then. You're different now. You know. I imagine, like the, the industry you were in before, you know, there's things that you witnessed and and, and saw, and you know, and, and you go, oh god, that was a bit shit. But that was then. You're not that person now, you know. Yeah, and you can be you can be whatever you want to be tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think it's te- te- teaching by experience. I'm almost back to like Freddie Flintoff and Professor Green sitting in that theatre, te- teaching by experience that doing something for your immediate or long term self happiness so you know for, for yourself yeah uh, and doing things for the people around you is 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 again to use the term hardwired is hardwired into us chemically to do us good mm. um but when you overlay that through or you you bury it beneath layer upon layer upon layer of cultural appropriation for what you should how you should behave or how you what you should attain to be I mean, I, I I can say all these words, and I feel like a fraud because it's it's so completely ground into me from mm. growing up in the nineteen eighties, um, all, all the way through that. Yeah, yeah, I still feel the need to say it out loud because I absolutely know objectively that it's true, but it's it does feel to me that that there's something in me that still feels that I should have a better house and a better car and yeah, and why aren't I? And it stuff will honestly. Honestly, I'll be because I do. I do. I stomp about. I live in Twickenham. Yeah. Um, I somehow failed to realise it wasn't on the tube when we moved here from Shepherd's Bush. I don't know quite how I. <laughs> it's a funny one, Twickenham, isn't it? It's one of them. Yeah. It's, right it's like Crouch End. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird place. I used to have to go there a lot. Um, but I stomp about the place, and I will have like, honestly, I'll have a little thought, or just I'll be listening to you talking to Ian Stone. Yeah. And something will come into my head and just go, you should be president of a record company now. If you carried on doing what you were doing, you'd be president of a record company now. Why aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Why aren't yeah. you doing that? <laughs> why, aren't you, why, why, why aren't you going first class to LA for a meeting about signing a band? Why aren't you? Yeah. 
and it just they just nip up behind you and you all least the time. expect them all the time jump out and 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 I can then go because I don't want to yeah I don't want to be those people because I know I, I I know that I'm not saying they're not good people they're brilliant people and I laughed and laughed and laughed in advertising and records and telly yeah because they're brilliant lovely hilarious creative people um, who are just the best bloody fun to be around. Yeah. And flying first class to LA to go to meetings at the record company is the best thing in the world. <laughs> it's just fantastic. But I don't want to be that because I don't want to, I clearly I don't because I, I, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't want to have to carry that on. And I do spend still a lot of time with people who work in telly or in, or in those sort of industries. And it hasn't changed really there there are there are there is progress and people are trying to talk about different sorts of subjects and talk about mental health and well-being and masculinity and what it means and role modeling in the workplace and those kind of things but fundamentally you do still have to turn up to that same kind of fight yeah but why is it that i that i still have a little switch that flicks that says <laughs> I get it all the time i get it all the time you know you're, you're nearly 50 rich you're 49 and what have you done what have you done with yourself? You know, you should have a house by now, but you haven't got one of them, have you? No, you haven't. You're still dicking around. And it's little bits like that. And yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? That that just pops up. Even though I've had a great career, I've had a really, the last 16 years doing comedy, I've been phenomenal. I've been, I've traveled the world and I should go, um, that's success. That is success. But it's just every now and again, there's that little voice. It's not enough, is it? Look at look, 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 look what they're doing. <laughs> but you know that you absolutely surely know that people are going to look at your last 16 years and they're going to be walking along the, the streets of Crouch End or somewhere and go you're a loser because you haven't done that even though you might yeah. you might be doing something that's, that's successful compared to someone else and I suppose we're back to the human condition that it is yeah we, what we've got to try to do is we've got to try to find ways to short circuit that we've got there was a really interesting I found it fascinating piece of academic work that uh, we've got a great person that works for Khan called JP who, who sort of keeps us grounded on, um, on we have a clinical board of, of amazing psychologists and psychiatrists that make sure that we don't ever do anything which is going to do any harm right um, we did a project called we did a thing called project 84 with ITV in 2018 which was just mind-blowing changed everything for us changed the uh, blew up the subject of in this case male suicide we did it with ITV and with uh, various other people but it was incredible and it won every award in the world and it was brilliant but this this board of, of psychologists and psychiatrists made sure that we were we weren't going to do any harm because it was right. such a big deal um, uh, on a on a on a, uh, a different perspective though this guy uh, we have a car called JP um, brought some uh, some academic work to us which is about the the almost kind of the, the the route to suicide from almost from happiness through to that and you can see key points so for, for calm we work we want to work across the whole continuum so people like you and me who are you know relatively just absolutely fine and in clover walking around whispering to ourselves that we're bloody idiots because that's the <laughs> human condition um but but you know generally okay through to people who are absolutely fan fantastically happy and doing things but right the way across that scale to people who are suicidal which is where our helpline yeah. is incredibly important and w which is our mission I mean, that is our mission yeah. so we we believe that we can reduce suicide for for everyone by focusing on high risk audiences men 
like you say, 75% of suicide is male. So yeah. men are a high-risk audience. People in the LGBTQ plus are a high-risk audience. Actually, people 16 to 24, and, in, in, and especially girls and women 10 to 21 are a high-risk audience. Right. So we focus on helping those people when they're at that end of that continuum as well as when they're at the other end of the continuum. Um, but this piece of academic work showed that um, there, there, there are two key points right at the really dangerous end of that line, which are about a sense of belonging and a sense of self-worth. Yes. And what we've just talked about so much, where we talked about a sense of self-worth, but, but that sense of belonging, that sense of tribe, that sense of unity and community yes. with people around you, which we seem almost to, to be like intentionally unwiring and dismantling yeah. in order to, to point to the individual who just did it on their own because yeah. they were man <laughs> enough. That, and, and it's all it's, it's like the lone... What did I watch? We watched the ridiculous Jack Reacher films because, you know... We're oh, yeah. Senior, you know. Sometimes you need it just to switch off those. Of course you do. Yeah. But he's the, he's the loner, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Bruce Willis does it on his own. Jason Statham uh, does it on his own. On yeah. His own. Uh, actually, sort of, yeah, I mean, we could continue with that, couldn't we? But that 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 dismantling of, of tribal behaviours and of communities is something that we try to put back in place, and and alongside that sense of self worth, because you can you can you can short circuit that route to real real horror mm. and terrible places by but by trying to supplement those things in our psychological diet. Yeah, and and so we have a thing like we have a thing called calm clubs where we have about 80 or 90 football clubs have a calm badge on their sleeve. And it's not that they're running around talking about their mental health. They just, we've just got that mark on Just recognition, yeah. yeah. Recognition, it's just like we're aware of it. And there's that sense of tribe there because back to even that, to, to the, uh, the, the football tournament in Highbury that I was talking about earlier, there's a sense of camaraderie just because we're all, we're, we're playing football against each other. But So we all love football, yeah. they all love football, but they all, understand that they're doing it with a calm badge on their sleeve, which means that you're probably not a dick. <laughs> but, but, but that, that isn't just in football, obviously. You know? So we, we did yeah. Comedy Against Living Miserably with Dave. Um, and and we, we had we, we filled up earth in Hackney for, for a load of shows. And there's that same feeling when, when, you're, when you, you, you have a, a, an implicit, an implied agenda, which is that we reject... The alternative we we reject yeah. living miserably. We reject uh, being tough on your own, and that being something for which you should be, you know, to which you should attain. Yeah. Just in rejecting that, you start to and endorse and accept the opposite. Yeah, true. Saying that, I recently I I reached out a couple. I've, I've said on here a lot, loads of times. I say to people, if you're struggling with anything, I don't have any answers, but just you can drop me a message. We'll have a conversation. I, I'm not a me an expert on anything, but just, you know, those lines are open for you just to take the pressure off and just go, yeah, I've been feeling it a little bit. And I reached out the other week and I, I said, I'm, I just said on social media, I said, I, I need some work. I haven't got any money and I'm struggling a bit. Has anyone got any work? I don't want any handouts. I just need some money. I just need some work. And I was inundated with help. People messaged me, phoned me, going, oh, well, and not necessarily with jobs, but like if you go through these links and go through that, you'll find something and it was it was incredible and I suddenly went yeah I suddenly realized that reaching out and asking for help I, f I found really difficult because I'm of an age where we were told not to 
we were told yeah. to push out push that down and like you've just said about being a loner you were like it's it's tougher to 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 be on your own and and figure it out for yourself and sometimes you don't know you don't know where to where to turn and i was lucky that i did have that within me to go actually i need some help where some people just don't have that when you, when you got those responses what did it do to your brain i cried i i i, I cried when it when it when it, i was inundated and i just had a moment i was just sat at, uh, in the kitchen and i was just leaning against the cupboard and i just just started to cry and it just felt because i felt stupid initially as well by asking i felt really daft i felt weak i felt like i'd failed um but then the messages i got from people going no mate it's good to it, this is this is strength to reach out and that's what that's why I, I learned that yeah it, it takes a strength to reach down get through all those voices that are telling you that you're a failure to just put your hand out and go give us a hand it took a it was immense immensely I, it was a, what I, quite I've, I've i've still not processed it properly it's that that brings us to that dominant theme that, that strength and silence is just nonsense because it's really easy to be silent it's yeah yeah, yeah but it's really hard to to defy what's ex, what's expected of you but i suppose do you think that the, the the positivity of that was because you felt part of a group and a group that supported you definitely there was an element of that i think with this with this podcast we've built a community there's loads of people that that regular listeners will will message me all the time like there's a guy steve priest we've got rachel wells people that like, that listen in and and now they're and they and you i can see them talking to each other online and you know they're all they're, they've they or we've done live ones of these and different facets of my life have come together and now they're friends now they're meeting up or they're going to be meeting up and you know it's a they're you're absolutely right we do need to feel part of something you know like youth culture we don't really have those at the minute like we used to have like you had your skin edge and your mods and all that and now it's so open you could oh, be into right. anything and we don't there isn't a thing to be a part of is there do you know who i blame i blame the kings of fucking <laughs> they were all right for two albums then they fucked it then they fucked it then they started dressing <laughs> they started dressing like fucking top shop yeah um, no i totally blame them but i honestly <laughs> straight into my absolute sweet spot so my my daughter is 16 and she is absolutely magnificent in every single way. She is a fucking goth. That's what excellent, she is. excellent. She there is a goth within all of us. Absolutely. She's not like a you know black wedding dress goth. She's she spends ages on her makeup, and she looks fucking brilliant. Yeah. And she walks down the road, and everybody looks at her, and some people go, "Look at that," and then they'll go, "Yeah, she looks really brilliant, actually." And and but what's brilliant is that. She's a part of that tribe, yeah. But she also really likes really cool music, Excellent. and, and, and that, that's her clothes are an expression of music. And that's what I, I did. I was listening. It was the Ian Stone one, wasn't it? Talking about skinheads. Yes. Um, and actually, on part of our, we you know, as an organisation, we have like uh, brand documents and stuff. And one of the the of the, the the pictures in that brand brand document put together by a really great bloke called Jonathan Morley in, in describing what calm is one of the photographs that he uses is uh, 80s kids sitting on steps in Birmingham two tone kids brilliant so black kids and white kids just yeah 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 not even noticing the well noticing the colour of each other's skin obviously but 
being united by the specials and yeah. made, made by Jerry Dammers, you know, and by but by the fashion, by the hair, by the boots, by the the the, the sense of rebellion against everything that wasn't skinhead. Yeah, and, and I think you're. I, I think that, that that missing is such a shame. Yeah, that you know that you know we, we had mods and for me casual was the thing. yes yeah 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 and I still just can't, I just still you know pour over endless websites of Adidas trainers and I I I yesterday I had a massive conversation with someone about the superiority of the three stripes yeah over everything they're just over everything, over everything. yeah there is that there is that need we need that it's like when you talk to people I've got a radio show on isn't it's a radio and I'll talk it's all about the music there's nothing else and then I'll mention I, I was talking about uh, The The and I talked about this band in, uh, their, my favourite album Infected and oh, so man. many people messaged me to go oh my god and do suddenly we're the, part of something do you remember the Channel 4 films do you remember that do you remember that yeah. on a Friday night yeah they're all on YouTube so you can still watch them all yeah, that album's fantastic. Yeah, that whole I remember my mate had the video with all the, with all the videos on it, and ah, uh, it just yeah, it wasn't Channel Four films, was it? It was on Channel Four. I yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I recorded it, and I wore the, the wore the VHS out. Yeah, watching it again. But also, here's an interesting thing. Then, how do we then counter? So, Flossie, my daughter, is absolutely obsessed with the Decemberists, who are just yeah. a fantastic American band. But she's terrified of the day that other people learn how good the Decemberists are. <laughs> See, that's it, isn't it? It's being a part of a of a, a niche group. It's niche, isn't it? That's what it is. You want to be, you want to be part of something, but not something that's mainstream, because then that's not cool. As soon as, like you said, Kings of Leon, as soon as they put on Top Shop Tops, it was <laughs> fucked. Their first two albums, I remember I remember meeting them once. Someone I know was looking after them when they first came over. And they went, come and meet the band. And I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what to say. And I was like, anyway, I wandered over and Caleb had his back to me. And as I leaned in to say, I'm really looking forward to the album, man. He kind of turned and his hair flicked and went in my mouth. <laughs> so I've had Caleb Followell's hair in my mouth. <laughs> so, and that was my introduction to them. And their first two albums, I remember trying to get to see him at Glastonbury. And you couldn't get near the tent. It was packed. Yeah, and I loved, and you meet other people who go, "Have you heard about this band, Kings of Leon?" I go, "Oh yeah, Molly's Chambers, blah 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 blah." But yeah, as soon as it clicked over into mainstream, and they turned into late Genesis, you <laughs> shut up. <laughs> have you ever seen the um, Kings of Leon in shreds? Have you ever seen that video? Of no. Oh, straight away after YouTube, Kings of Leon in shreds. So it's called something like Kings of Leon Worst Performance Ever. It's the funniest thing oh, no. you'll ever see. So, so my daughter Flossie goes to the, you know the Leak Street Tunnels in Waterloo. Yeah, 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 brilliant. It's brilliant. So uh, she meets up there, or she did a year and a half, mm. a year ago, with there's about fifty kids that like the same band, and they meet. They just have a meet up, and they, one of them brings uh, stereo, uh, and they just play that band really loud, and they just all meet each other. And Fantastic. Talk to and, yeah. and they, that, that, that's a real bond. They wear the same clothes. They love the same music. And, and yeah, that is lost, isn't it? And yeah. so for the youth to get, I mean, I get for the youth, for the youth <laughs> to miss But that was, I remember in the 90s, I used to occasionally get confused between, I was so dually obsessed with music and football that I would kind of, they would blur almost completely. Yeah. Excuse the pun, they would blur. <laughs> um, but uh, they, that, there was that sense of, 
absolute unity. So not only standing on the North Bank at Arsenal yeah. and being a part of that and, and getting swept forwards and swept backwards and middle run to topside and all that yeah, sort of yes, stuff. Yes, yeah. But it was also the casual stuff and it was the just this sort of a... A, a completely non-judgmental endorsement of the other people. They might, the people next to me who dress the same and like the same football team might have been absolute scumbags, but it didn't really matter. No. That we were able to transcend that. I, well, it's funny. I'm not even, in, I don't follow football. And, and, I, and as soon as I say that to anybody, any man, they can't, you can see it. They go, oh, there's a moment they go, ah. Oh. But the way that I still become, I'm still accepted in the group is when I turn around and say, well, I don't really follow football, but I'm from South East London. My team would be Palace. And then I'd say, because I've, I've said Palace and not Crystal Palace, that keeps me in. And yeah, then yeah. All, my, all my mates when I was a teenager were all gooners. So we spent a lot of time in Highbury. I'm one of the last people to get thrown out of Highbury because I snuck in. My mate, his aunt worked for the worked in the ground, and he had his season ticket. And we managed to get through. We snuck through the cordons and got in. But because I was sort of hanging around in the roof struts of Highbury, I got found out and booted out. But that's how. Funnily enough, I got kicked out. I went round to the T Bird Bar in around the corner, in, uh, in, um, and and um, there was a lot of people in for me. Am I? And I was sat with them. Ended up getting pissed with them on this on this day. Yeah. So that's how I'm kept. That's how I keep my kind of my man badge is by saying yeah I'm one of the last people to get thrown out of Highbury so yeah, but, you know why do you need a man badge you know? <laughs> exactly maybe, maybe the whole thing is you just just like you know throw it away man. <laughs> yeah, but you do though but the thing is that it's it's alright to want a man badge this is this is a this is good area I've never thought of this before but it's alright to to want that yeah it's alright to want identity and endorsement it doesn't make it a bad thing that we pursue maybe it does make it a bad thing that we pursue things that we're kind of predestined to pursue and we don't make real choices and that my 14 year old this is weird when he was about three i remember pushing him in a buggy and when he saw a digger he'd go digger right we have no interest in plant um, <laughs> or, 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 or interested vehicles whatsoever but it, you know that's interesting but I mean, this, this predetermination that you should be as a bloke there are things that you should like and you shouldn't like I guess maybe I think there are things that you shouldn't like is undeniably harmful unless those things that you shouldn't like are really, really profoundly illegal. But um, in saying there are things that you should like, maybe I'm in really dangerous gender stereotyping. Right. Ways, but, but maybe it's all right to, to like stuff that you should like, because maybe all we're looking for there is the tribal endorsement, because that's fundamentally something we need at a base, base, base level. Yeah. And there are probably 30 or 40 things that, you should like. Just them. <laughs> not the second two uh, Kings of Leon albums. Not them. Not the other one. Not the one. One or two, fine. Um, but I think this. I think you're right. Sometimes I have conversations with, with, especially men of our generation, and they're like, "But I, I quite like being a man. I like being this, yeah. this, and I like it." You go, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, there's no reason why you shouldn't be that if you want to be that. It's not, you know, that's, the, that's there's pressure put on that as well, isn't there? That's such a key point. Yeah. That what we're not, what Calm would never do ever, ever is say, you've got you, you individual have to change who you are because you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. What we would say is maybe we might say, are you really being who you are? Yeah. yeah that's, that's sort of a slightly different question, I suppose. But I, I don't think that there is, there is absolutely nothing wrong with it in expressing that, that 
the, the forms of masculinity that have been endorsed elsewhere if that's what you're into. And I live, I live in Twickenham and I do not understand rugby at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not understand it. I don't even understand, I mean, I don't understand it. Why have they put the ball down? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, uh, so you can pick and choose you don't have to like it all yeah and I think yeah as long as you're not you know if you're being if you're a racist sexist homophobic arsehole then yeah you've got to change but yeah the fundamental things of being a, an old you know an old man a fat, an old those old old fashioned values that were attached to being a man not values but those old fashioned ways of being if that's who you are then that's who you are you, it's not a, it's not bad it's not bad at all you know no, but I, but I think they're, they're, if we're not careful, if we were to try to sort of overcompensate too much, then we could, I mean, I, yeah, I, I follow with interest. I go into sort of some of the, the murkier depths of Twitter and, and follow people arguing about things that I'm not, I don't find myself particularly bothered about. And to, but just watch the fury of people arguing against, I mean, you said it really well earlier that it's, it's, it's black, everything is binary. Yeah. And you, you cannot be a... a good person who's done some bad things or a bad person who's done some good things you are either good or you are bad exactly and the fury with people that people fall out with on, on social media which i guess is the purest reflection of how they feel in real life they just don't you know we have these social mores i mean we don't actually do anything it's about reciprocity isn't it but that I, I guess we're in we there, there is a danger that with with masculinity as we try to readjust and we try to compensate for the that the unhelpful, the dangerous elements of inherited masculinity, that we 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 go too far, and we do start we, we we start to try to punish people for rules that they either didn't write themselves or that they're not yeah. even aware of, yeah. and and like linguistically, uh, I, I I just fucking hate that terms like snowflake and yeah. woke that to that. To, to to think of the term woke as being just a catch-all criticism that we're going to fight back against woke. You know, I, I, Lord Roundtree in spending his money helping the starving, he was woke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Abraham Lincoln, woke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always been I'm there. Heaven, woke. <laughs> um, but uh, if we, if we you know, the, the, the language is really hard to navigate, but if we try to compensate so far the other way to take away the models of masculinity that we may deem from an outside perspective to be unhelpful, you, you then start to undermine the stuff that is really helpful, like climbing over the barriers uh, hybrid with your mates, yeah. and getting caught in the roof, yeah. <laughs> or middle run to topside and all wearing exactly the same Reebok yeah. jacket. There's a, helpful. It is helpful. Even though, like I say, even though not following football, being a part of that when I was a teenager was so important to me. You know, getting that phone call on a Wednesday, like we're nipping up, right, we're going Highbury. You know, we, we're all going. And and I wouldn't even be interested in the game, but I was interested in being around my yeah. mates and and we'd be on the North Bank and you're singing the songs, can you hear the clock end sing and all that. And it was a moment that I'm so pleased that I was part of. And I don't think we're doing any favours by telling men that they're bad for still doing that. Completely. I totally agree. And maybe we can re maybe we can readjust the dynamic inside those tribes. Yeah. Clear advertising has been really shit for so long that you've got 
in, in any male group of males, you have to have those distinguishing types. Like the, you have to have the ladies' man, the tough guy, the joker, yeah. the fat loser, um, and that that's that is really is unhelpful. Um, and, and but we can we can adjust that that perspective to actually what is fundamentally going on. I mean, we can get away from football because there's a lot of people I'm sure you know don't like football. But in any group dynamic, if if we can really accentuate the fact that what we're doing as blokes gathering together as blokes is we are we are mutually looking after each other that's, yeah that's what we're doing we can't take down the wildebeest on our own you know we're we're, we're yeah bit, yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're right yeah if what we're actually having is a shandy but um <laughs> we we are whether whether or not historically you know, we're able to admit that's what we're doing and to and to say to Mate, so actually, the group of mates that I've gone to football with since 1994, I don't we've I don't think we've ever had a conversation where one of us has said, "You're right, how's it going?" Yeah, it is. It definitely is. It is bants. I'm afraid to say, <laughs> but we do understand that underneath that, the reason why we've been in cars going to Cardiff, listening to the Kings of Leon together for so long going to cup finals and stuff, but always going to the same pub, always doing the same thing, always having the same conversation, is that there isn't, there's an underlying unsaid, albeit, responsibility to support each other by doing the same thing again and again. Yes, definitely. Absolutely, 100%. I can, I totally get that. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> and I can't wait to be able to do it again. I can't wait oh. to be able to do it again. And, and that's... It, there is that where people go, oh, you all you do is take the piss out of each other. We go, it's when they're not taking the piss. That's when you got to worry. You know that there's that, and then they, that gets that gets brandished as toxic masculinity. And you go, no, it's not. It's that isn't what that is. There's that's a there's affection and love there. I had a couple of occasions on that when we have on the rare occasion we did manage to go to the pub during all of this though. Uh, I do have a couple of mates where it is the full-on piss-taking all the time. And I did, uh, it was it was really kind of, when I mean, it was crushing and dark, I did, we were sat in a pub and I did say, can we please just stop taking the Yeah, if it's a bit yeah. relentless, then yeah. But to be able to turn around and go, honestly, lads, there's a, this is a bit much now. Yeah. 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 It's, all moder- it's all about balance, isn't it? It's all about moderation and balance. and Crunchy yeah. and the smooth. <laughs> Simon, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on, taking the time, and for your patience this morning. I really appreciate it. It's been okay. it's been an absolute joy to speak to you. Um, and if there's anything more we can do for Calm or with Calm, then that would be fantastic because I'm, I'm really passionate about this. I really do want to help in any way I can so great thank you thank you for having me I just wish we could have had a a pint in front of us so that would have been uh, well we'll do that let's make let's do that I'll come to Twickenham there's a a couple of nice places there and come to Waterloo because we've um, I've literally this morning set the date for our office opening party oh perfect so it's going to be middle of July. So come come to Waterloo and uh, yes. we'll, we'll, we will finally be able to kick the world back into the shape it should be in. I would really thank like that. Thank you for having me. It's, it's so valuable for us to be able to talk about calm um, and for people to want one, one person to hear it and think, I'll ring the helpline is an incredible thing. But Absolutely, for yeah. person to think, maybe they'll have a look at their, their website and read some stuff and maybe that'll make life a little bit easier. So it's brilliant. So we are utterly reliant and grateful for the, the channels to reach people that, that, that you've provided. So thank you. Simon, thank you very much. I look forward to that pint. Yes, 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Made by DarkHorseDigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.